What's going on, party people? Brian Jump, SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. How you been, man? What's going on? What's shaking? What's new in your life? How was your weekend? Did you have some good grub? Did you meet some new friends? Catch any things on Netflix? A lot of new shows are at, man. Did you work? Did you grind? Did you push some metal? I hope you did. Hope all those above. Hope you had some time with friends, family, some good food. That's what life's about, man. Enjoying it, right? A lot of us work really hard, hopefully most of you. And it makes the victors of the sweets of the victors, right? It's all the more better. A buddy of mine doesn't work at all. He's been retired since about maybe 19. <laughs> and I won't get into why. But I always wonder, are the sweets of his victors so sweet? You know, does he... Every day is Friday to him. and I don't know. I look at retired people and it's like the sweetness of Friday and Saturday wears off. It's like every day is Friday. It's like, eh, I don't know, man. That would be kind of sad. But anyway, just waxing on right now, man. Anyway, so what else? What's going on here? Let's, uh, we got a couple cool things. Uh, I want to re- we had some really cool cars last week, guys. We had a 77 Celica GT, like banana yellow. Original paint. Original paint. Somebody took care of the paint. I think originally an Arizona car somehow made its way to Nebraska where it was starting to take a shit. Uh, my client picked it up for a cool 6800 and then shipped it back out here to Cali um, in the back of his U-Haul trailer. This guy's kind of low budge kind of guy, which you got to you gotta uh, applaud his game, his grit. I know John Wayne would, but uh, anyway, that car was... Um, a lot of rust. Um, I'm not going to drill. He's here for dents, obviously, or maybe not so obvious. We're not doing any paintwork on it, but I can't drill. Not one hole. Um, what's the secret to getting the paint to move on an old classic car like that? Anybody know? Put your hands up in the air. Yeah, you in the corner. You're right. Heat. Heat, like a torch or a heat gun. That'll soften up, make the paint more elastic. So that's good. Um... Also, I usually test my tap downs in an inconspicuous area to make sure there's no filler or the clear coat is some weird, soft, gooey shit so I don't make a bunch of marks. What's the point of doing dent removal if I'm going to jack up the paint, right? Um, unless they're going to eventually paint it anyway. Uh, maybe I could use metals. Maybe I got to use resin t- tap downs. Maybe I got to go with tape. What am I going to use in my, to- my tools? Am I going to use rubber caps, tape? Am I just going to push raw dog? I don't know. You know, who knows if there's filler or if it's a crappy respray, but in this instance, it looks pretty damn like like it's got factory. I mean, it's got patina. It's got the factory primer showing through or the, you know, the, the E-coat. I don't know if they even did E-coat in the 70s, but it looks like a primer, like a gray. Um, can I polish the paint? Or am I going to burn it straight off? You know, polish versus no polish. Just like if you're doing, let's say if you got, I'm sure some of you guys have done like the matte Mercedes or BMW factory colors. You can't polish those paints when you're done doing a dent. You do that, you just messed up the paint job. Isn't that crazy? Just something simple like polishing. Why would that be a problem, Brian? Well, the car's matte. It's not supposed to have a polish, Billy. So, yeah, you basically clean it. So, that's crazy. Hey, and did you guys catch uh, the Robert Rucker Mercedes Factory PDR Tech? It's a long, long title there. Uh, Interview last week. I I don't know about you guys. Maybe it just kind of wowed me a little. But I was just, during the interview, I mean, we're friends and stuff. But we haven't really talked about his history that much. I mean, we talk about life and things like, you know, waxing on about the old time. It's like, eh, who gives a shit in a lot of ways. But I know a lot of people that are new to the industry or haven't been in this grind for decades. 
it's interesting. And it was always, when I first got into it, it was the same thing, but the, my, my eyes were glued on. It's like, where is it? Where's this shit from? What is this? What's the origin? The true origin. The North Star. But uh, he, I mean, he blew me away. He, he debunked the father PDR, who I thought was this one dude, who I, I think I made a podcast about. This guy in the mid-70s at a factory Mercedes dealership, and then he went to work at a deal. Uh, I'm sorry, a factory, and then went to work dealer in Europe, and then came over here. I forget his name, but that's not the. I thought that was the father of PDR. It's not. This shit's been going on since the 60s, technically the 30s, and then evolving slowly, like you know, like ape to man or whatever, however kind of evolution Darwinian, you know, PDR evolution you want to imagine. And since the 60s, it was pretty much in its current form, albeit a lot of different tools and lighting. You know, not the 70s and the 80s, like a lot of us have been told. And I don't know what you guys think about that. I know if I had some old-timers on her, they, they might take, uh, take a resistance to this, but it is what it is. Robert was trained by a guy that started in the mid-60s. Lalo or whatever, Lalo Reyes or something. So Lalo from like Carlito's uh, way or whatever. If you've seen Lalo, that's the dude Benny, Benny Blanco, whatever, and Lalo. Yeah, those are some bad characters, man. Pacino gets freaking stabbed right at the beginning of the movie. You see him dying right next to the train station, and then it kind of works its way backwards. If you guys haven't seen Carlito's Way, that's a badass movie. Just saying. All right, a little sip of coffee, getting back after it. So, so anyway, so Robert. Mr. Rucker, if you heard, he also talked about only using five to ten tools. Weird tap downs, which is the same shit I used. Homemade boards, freaking spray painted, cardboard. We went with PVC to mimic the, the columns in the actual factories. And then eventually we had lights. And I used to think it was the silliest shit when I was at dealerships and I'm putting a freaking uh, a metal based, like a circular base to weight it down. Concrete or PVC pipe with a cap on it and a little fog painted down with black. I spray painted it bright white instead of that kind of chalky white that PVC comes with. But then when I had a dent on a hood or a roof, I'm trying to hold this thing up on the windshield or some shit. I'm like, this is fucking stupid. There's got, we got to build like an apparatus or something. There was no boom lights back then. I mean, wrap your head around that. So anyway, I mean, if you haven't heard that interview, you got to go check it out. I'm not going to go into it in, in, in deep depth or depth of the deeps. Um, we're also going to try to get on T Tino De La Cruz. Um, Tino trained at least 15, 20 years ago, and um, I'm excited to have him on. Tino's a, a good dude, good cat, very sharp, and uh, a little bit older than me, I think. He's got to be in his 60s now, um, and uh, man, he just he's a good story, so hopefully we'll get him on. He wants to come in and do it in person, so, so that'd be fun. He's just good people, and then we're also going to try to get Joe from Dent Evo. On. I've talked about him just briefly. Um, I don't. I've heard of him in the past. Maybe at some of those SoCal Dent meetups and stuff. Maybe I came across him, but I don't. I don't remember. But uh, he's out in the Inland Empire of Southern Cal, and he's doing some great. He's doing good things, man. He's doing the Lord's work, man. When it comes to PDR, he's keeping high prices. He's writing shit right. Looks like he's a damn good uh, technical tech as well. So, I mean, he's ticking all the right boxes, right? So, anyway, we're going to try to get him on. Looks like he said he's pretty slammed next week, but maybe the following week. So, um, that should be exciting. Um, just these thought leaders, guys. I mean, he if you want to catch Joe or, uh, you know, Paul, any of these guys, uh, go to Paul Corden's uh, Facebook page 
And man, there's just some good shit out there that, that you're just going to see constantly. We're going to we're going to podcast more and more about that as well, um, because I, I think it's really important that as a as an industry, we really try to hold up pricing and grow and, and just get stronger. The more money we all make, the more more quality work we do. It just you know it's that rising tide raises all ships kind of thing. Well, we're all ships, and let's get that guy dang tide to raise or rise. All right, so we're going to talk about something a little non-PDR, so I hope a lot of you guys just don't jump off because this is it's good for you, it's good for your family, maybe kids. We're going to talk a little bit about health because at the end of the day, more important than being a good tech, more important than being a good PDR marketer is, is being healthy because without your health, you ain't got the other things. I'll tell you that right now. Take it from me. There's a lot of people that have been dying if you watch the news and stuff, and these are wealthy people, very high profile. They got access to the best the best healthcare that money can buy and and what's the message and if, if if the best healthcare can't save these people because some of them aren't even that old um it's preventative it's preventative medicine so that's kind of what i'm going I'm to talk to i am not a doctor by the way i i know i sound like one i even look like one sometimes i am not i do not have a medical degree <coughs> pardon me i do have a degree but nothing in near medicine so Anyway, this is purely entertainment, but I hope you uh, get something out of it like I have. So anyway, moving moving forward. I'm a sugar junkie. I am a 12-stepping, coin-holding, sugar-freaking fiend. I, I could be down on sugar skid row just trying to pop a sugar needle and some freaking pixie dust and, and you know, straight-up cane sugar into my, my coursing veins. I, I freaking love sugar. Luckily, through my years that I've gotten older, my, my uh, addiction... My Jane's addiction has has diminished, thankfully, because it was horrific when I was a kid. I'll give you an example. I was my buddy who I was just mentioned, who's retired at 19. We did work together in high school years, and I would go to the break room, and like let's say a Saturday morning, and I pop two bucks into that machine, and I get some free coffee, and then I get myself like uh, maybe some ho hos or uh, any Dolly Madison I, I, item, and I dip that shit in coffee, and I'd have probably two sugar laced fucking items before for my breakfast and then lunch would be a normal lunch dinner would be a normal dinner i'm sure i'd have a dessert but yeah i was basically having breakfast dessert which is kind of fucking ghetto you know um i did that probably for years you know i mean i probably have a coke too so i probably would use the i would drink a coke have the two sugar items dip those shit into the coffee because i like the kind of the the donut and coffee taste of these fucking pastries where the hell they were you know ho-hos and suzy q's and all that shit and uh, it was just, it was gross. So this shit eventually caught up with me. I'll, I won't go deep into my health health uh, shortcomings, but I mean, I get around okay, thank God, but I did have some close calls. And the doctors thought that I basically, they, you know, have you guys, have you ever done any drugs, Brian? Me, you know, blow, blah, blah, blah. My God, no, it's not my, you know, teach his own, you know, but I'm not a Miami Vice wannabe. I, no, blow was not my thing. Sugar was. He's like, well, you have damage kind of similar to what blow might do. I'm like, oh, God, that's great. Good, good news. Um, and that was from sugar. So, but doing a lot of sugar. But some people are more sensitive to sugar than others either. I'm not even diabetic, which is kind of crazy. After all that shit, you would think that, oh, you know, Brian's got to gotta take insulin and shit. No, he doesn't. Thankfully, Let's knock on knock on some wood here. Um, never smoked. Uh, so, but uh, nonetheless. So, here, here I'm, I'm going to preach a little bit, if you guys don't mind. And this is just, like I said, it's my take on, on life and it's in the changes have helped me. So maybe it will, maybe it won't help you. Maybe it's just going to be entertainment. But I, I cut way back on sugar. 
I don't smoke, as I mentioned. I never really have. Sleeping, um, get a lot of sleep, guys. A minimum of seven hours. If you want to have the quickest way to build testosterone, sleep. The last couple hours, as they say, is one of the best uh, points to, to build your testosterone. If you feel your ball is freaking shrinking and your libido is, is, is waning, guess what? Sleep's the first thing you want to make sure you're getting plenty of. And, and overall, I mean, here's, here's something. When you go to the grocery store, it's kind of a pain in the ass, but we really need to read labels. I had no idea how much shit we eat. And if you go out, you really don't know. You can't read a label. They're not going to give you a label. They're going to put food on your plate. So think about that. You're getting food that could be all the bad shit that you're eating labels on. So eating out as least as possible. I mean, it's a treat. You should. I think everybody should eat out, but I just think temper it because you, you're probably getting some dog shit, you know, and, and literally. Um, so my mantra is food is medicine. Okay, food's healing. There's a Netflix special, which I didn't look up before I, I put crafted this podcast, but there's a, a product called Heme Iron, H-E-M-E, and it comes from pretty much all meats, even fish, but mostly I think chicken has the highest one, and they say that shit's bad for your bloodstream, it's bad for your art- arterial uh, you know, plaque and, and closing off your arteries, and I'm not saying go full plant. I mean, people who do go full plant don't have arterial blockage. There you go. I mean, if you want to know what causes problems with with uh, arteries, and you want, or you just want to avoid it, plants. It's crazy, but I love meat, so I still have meat occasionally. But I've cut it way the fuck down. We're talking like a couple times a month. I may have a week where I roll twice. Like the other night, we had roast uh, roast spare rib or something. It was a spare rib roast. It was badass. I freaking love it. I mean, I like I'll I partake in a good steak. I like turkey burger. I mean, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I just, I cut way back. I just thought it was important. So, and I feel better. And I think my numbers are better too. So, um, but check out that Netflix special when they, and they actually draw blood and then they, they centrifuge it. And you could just see how cloudy and clogged up the athletes who ate meat just the day before. And then there's one kid who, who was uh, a veggie and vegetarian. And so his, his blood was almost clear. And you could just see how that cloudiness probably, I mean, you're extrapolating there a little bit, and I'm not a bloodologist, but you would see how maybe that cloudy shit in the blood might start to clog up your arteries. And that's your plumbing of your house, man. And the problem is there is no, I mean, there are rotor-rooters, but there really isn't. There's no way to go through all your arteries and capillaries and clear that shit out. When it gets clogged, or when it gets even partially clogged, that's heart attack time. But there's so many different arteries. You got the carotids that go up to your brain. You got the heart ones. You got the ones that go through your lungs. You can't clear all that shit out. So what do you do? You're kind of fucked is what you do. I mean, you can clear out the main ones so you can live, but the heart's working really hard to try to pump through those fucking clogged copper pipes with fucking roots growing through them and shit. Imagine that, you know, like a house with a fucked up old foundation, but it's your body. It's like, ugh. So anywho, that's what I'm trying to help you guys, especially you youngies, you know, you're 20, 30-somethings. You know, you got to let enough time. You 40, 50 guys who have already maybe gone down the wrong path, I mean, you could stop it, but it's really hard to reverse it. It really is. They don't have a product that eats away arterial plaque. And I, I bet you if they did, it would probably eat away everything else in our body. So someday maybe they'll come up with something, but fuck me. If they did, that person's going to be, he's going to get a Nobel Prize, he or she. Anyway, check this one dude out. His name is Brian Johnson. He is literally, literally aging backwards. From all the markers, like all the biological, his performance is night. He measures, this dude measures nighttime erections. He has like a freaking wand around his wang. 
and he measures that. The dude gets a colonoscopy once a month. He's got a team of doctors. He had a product, I think it was Braintree or something, that made him like like a hundred million or almost a billion, like a half a billion or something. So he's retired now, but he's not retired. And he's dedicated his life to reversing age, which it is possible. I, I, I believe it is. I mean, I, there's no proof of that, but I think, you know, age is like a disease. And there, I think there's a way to stop the effects of aging. But I think, it, A, it's expensive, and I think it takes a lot of science. But this that's what this guy's doing. And if you want to check him out, and he shares everything. He shares what he eats. He shares his supplements, all the treatments he's doing. Most of us can't afford to do what he's doing. But, I mean, you could do some of it. You know, the supplements alone are, are probably gold. But check out Brian Johnson. It's B-R-Y-A-N. Um, that's the wrong way to spell it by. It should be B-R-I-A-N, like mine. But, you know, some people fuck up. So I'm not going to hold it against him. Um, and he, he does the wearables, like with the Whoop. If you guys know what a Whoop is, my kids wear the Whoop uh, for sports. It tells you it tells your REM sleep, and it talks about, you know, your resting heart rates and all kinds of stuff. And if you're sick or the Whoop is badass. Apple Watch is starting to get that shit together. Pretty soon it's going to be doing your blood pressure. It'll do pulse, you know. So it tells you. It measures your health. I mean, this is preventative medicine, guys. It's about knowing what's what storm's coming before the storm's already come, you know. I mean, this you if you prepare for a tornado... You might live. If you prepare for a heart attack before it happens, guess what? You know, or, or prevent it. Probably a better word, right? Prevent it, preventative medication or med medicine is huge. All right, one other thing. Can, can you guys, can you trust, trust your family, can you trust the USDA when they say the four food groups are the th three food groups? Do they have agendas? I'm, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Great movie, by the way, Mel Gibson, 1997. Check it out, Julie Roberts. I'm not, a, I'm not a, a conspiracy theorist. You know, I don't believe that a lot of shit that a lot of people do believe. I'm, I'm a, pretty much a straight shooter. But I don't think that necessarily that the food groups that are presented to us are really are the best ones. And that's okay. It's okay to question authority, right? You know, I mean, Sid Vicious questioned authority. So look where I got him. So I think science is years ahead of our general government, their nutritional suggestions. So I've been I've watched a lot of podcasts and a lot of it's about health. I mean, when you get older, you'll do this shit. It's normal. Um, fermented foods like sauerkraut, uh, edible eat yeast, things like that uh, are really good for you, apparently, supposedly. So allegedly, all those Lee words, um, something worth looking at, looking into. It's really good. And going back to sugar, there's a thing called insulin sensitivity. You want your body to be sensitive to the the spikes and things you don't want it to not care because when it not cares and it's starting to do bad things check out glycemic index as well the glycemic index is going to tell you how much spikes in sugar your body's going to get from carbs like how much is it what's what's a low glycemic index that's really probably good for you what's a high one like rice or potatoes whatever those may not be good for me because they're going to spike my blood sugars and you know, that turns into freaking calcified arty, arteries and then you got roots and clogged, you know, copper piping. You know, that same shit I was talking about. At the bottom line, guys, I mean, it, pretty much what this means is sugar and carbs kill. I mean, you got to have them, but you want to have the right kind. You want to have them in, in limited amounts. And there's even things you could eat to kind of balance it out and kind of strip a lot of it out of your body, like, like fiber, right? You know, I'll tell you right now, if I would have known this shit when I was younger, god dang. I probably would, I, I, I can't say I wouldn't have been into sugar, but, oh, uh, holy crap, man. I'll tell you right now, I'm just, I'm preaching from experience, guys. I've, I've been to the hospital a handful of times, and it's mostly because of sugar, so, indirectly. So, anywho, take it from me.
if I've, if I've helped any of you guys out there, just made you think about it, consider some of the things I just, just uh, waxed on about, it might be a good thing. So anyway, man, I love you all, man. I appreciate your ears. Appreciate your eyeballs. Please rate and review this podcast. That allows me to, to get more listeners, which eventually will get sponsorships, and then eventually we'll get some actual tons of interviews instead of just one every month or two every month. But I'm psyched to get freaking Tino De La Cruz coming up and Joe from Dan Evo. These are two cats that you are not going to want to miss. And I appreciate everybody hitting me up and letting me know what you guys thought about about uh, about Robert Rucker. That was killer. Um, keep the comments coming. Uh, you can catch me on social media. You can text me, 949-302-3464. If there's something you want to talk about, you want to talk about uh, uh, mobile tech, you want to talk about tools, you want to talk about... Uh, some new things you're seeing in the market or you got a new competitor or something's going on. It's whatever, man. Just, just hit me up. I'm always here to, to talk about stories. And we'll, we've had a few coming in. I'm, I'm waiting to get a few more and then we'll we'll talk about listener mailbox again and we'll kind of answer a lot of those questions that are starting to trickle in. So anyway, thank you so much, guys. I appreciate your uh, devotion and attitude. Gratitude is an attitude, right? Anyway, man, I love you all. We'll catch you on the next SAI Million Dollar PDR podcast. Bye-bye for now.